This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. So Travis, I know we try our best to be funny on this on this show, on this podcast. You try your best, yeah. I try my best. You do very good. I usually I don't even I, try, man. I'm I'm reaching most of the time. Uh, but a weird conversational turn happened the other day, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, this is a funny joke. So I decided to actually write out a joke based on this conversational um, interaction that I had, which is weird that I had something that would lead so perfectly to a joke. But I'm going to read it very dryly. Okay. So you need to, so it's a good barometer of how funny it is. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see. All right. So my girlfriend is kind of bad at giving me gifts that I like. She'll either get me the weirdest things that I have no use for, or she'll forget to get me anything at all. This year, she said she was going to get me an abacus for my birthday, but I'm not counting on it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not pretty bad. Pretty good. Right? Not bad. Even if she got it for you, fuck that thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to count on this. I'm not counting on that. Nice. But also, she might not get me one. I'll just use my fingers. So I'm not counting on it either way. Very good joke, man. All right. That's and a good laugh. I'm looking at the waveform. Hey, that's, pretty that's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Hey. Uh, all right. It's all downhill from here. It this is. is the Polykill Podcast. Hey. I'm Travis, joined by Jake. Hello, Jake. What's up, people? Uh, been a while, man. It's been a few weeks, I think. We took a little hiatus. A hiatus, they call it. Had some things going on. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Not much of it gaming related. From my perspective, just really busy at work. Yeah, from my perspective, just busy with life. Busy with life. Yeah. And you put that together, it's really hard to get together and do a podcast. It can be. Especially one that's so full of life and energy and information, as right. the Polykill podcast is. People need it. God, they gotta have it. You know, they, they want it. They want it. You're over here writing jokes for it. I know. God, that's amazing. Okay. What do we usually do here? I think we uh, introduce the show. That's Wait, right. We just did that. Ah, no, but if you're new to the show, oh, we talk about it. Says it says right there on your on your feed. It, it says, says a gaming podcast. It says a gaming podcast. Right now we do. It does come up. <laughs> yeah, we we bring it up from time to time. <laughs> there was a time where it came up more often. Yeah, there was even a time where, by God, we used to play the damn things. <laughs> we don't. We haven't been doing that as much. Now, Not it's as like much. We, we still have aspirations to do it. We're still planning on recording a podcast at the very least. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll still do. We'll still talk into microphones because we're just vain men who like to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think I think people are going to be impressed. We'll there see. were some games played, maybe a few games beaten. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but again, if you're new to the show, we talk about games most of the time. Though lately, we've been talking about game adjacent. Yeah, game adjacent things, life, that kind of thing. Yeah, the game of life. Sometimes even the game of life. Have you ever played the game of life? I've not. Me neither. I'm not much of a classic board game guy. Even though, weirdly enough, I feel like I'm losing the game of life. I've never played. It. Well, that's that is interesting. <laughs> but no, I you know grew up as an only child. I didn't get to play a lot of the classics. Sure, sure. No, I get that. Man, we should have a board game one night where we just play like Sorry and Monopoly and Life and Clue. I don't oh, hate that. It'd idea. be so fun. I don't hate that idea. Well, let's do it. Okay, just me and you. No, just me and you. Like it probably needs up to four people. But yeah, but we'll figure it out. We'll That'll be the out. next podcast. We'll, okay. we'll have just played Monopoly. <laughs> Episode 113. Everybody look out for it. It's going to be good. It's going to be hot. This last month, we did our monthly stream. Yeah. So if you caught that, thank you for being there. It was a lot of fun. We played some Jackbox. We did. We played some other games. I don't even remember the names. I don't even remember what Deadfall Adventures. What is yeah, that? we tried that. We tried God, that. God, that was bad. It was horrible. Um... We tried to play a Resident Evil DLC where you, yeah. you just run around, but that had was, was aimless. I didn't know what was going on for me. What was happening? We weren't even drunk then. No, 
Uh, there's comedy in everything. A little bit. But in the end, it was fun. We got to the Jackbox, made some really offensive t-shirts. We certainly did. Everybody had fun. So thank you guys for coming out to that. Next, uh, or I guess in April, yeah. we'll, be, we'll be back. We'll do it we'll again. We'll do it again. What else? What's coming out? Well, I'll tell you what's coming out, Jake. Finally, we're getting to the, to the time of year where all of those wishes from E3s of past are coming out. It's, coming it's starting through. to roll in, yeah. And I say E3s of past, there might, be, not be, there might not be an E3 of the future. That's true. Everything's dropping out. Yeah. Coronavirus or not. Yeah, people I mean, are, get ready to say, that might not be a bad idea if it doesn't happen this year. Do you know how much guilt I feel for discovering and making, not 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 discovering, but uh, ha- me personally having come across that game Plague and playing it and getting real excited about killing the entire world with a virus about four days before the coronavirus hit. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. The really stifles guilt. conversation for me, let it me tell does. you. I, now, I, just to be clear with everyone, I did not invent the coronavirus i did not do it i never named my virus the coronavirus in the game i swear i did not but everyone please wash your hands yeah yeah do the vampire sneeze yeah the vampire cough up until this past week i was washing my hands and my anus once a week whether it needed it or not right and now i'm up to two or three times a week i'm doing my part everyone else please you're killing it pick it up wash it whatever it is minimum exactly but no Doom Eternal. I wanted to bring that up. That's yeah. coming out finally, maybe. Yeah, I mean twentieth, uh, right? Yeah. So that's that's uh, twelve days, less than two weeks away from the recording of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited to play that. Um, you know, it's one of those games I haven't really thought a lot about because I know it's going to be quality, or at least I, I'm fairly confident that it's going to be quality. So it's not kind of like this anticipation of like, ooh, what's it going to be like? You know, in something like The Last of Us Part Two or yeah. uh, Ghost of Tsushima or whatever, where I'm kind of like, I'm interested because I also don't know what it is. With Doom Eternal, I'll, I am like, I know what this is and I just, I am ready to play it. There's no real hype buildup because it's an insta buy. Yeah, man. If, for sure. Yeah. I think I, I think it might be a game that I pre- I don't know if I pre-ordered it or not. Yeah, you should you should look into that. I never remember. Yeah. It's always a good surprise. No, it's fun. And then also Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Right. That's a fun one. It looks gorgeous. Looks good. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, I actually recently just started playing the first one. That's right. Yeah. How you liking it? Well, I like it so far. I maybe I mean literally maybe an hour in. Um but man, that first little story bit just hooked me. I uh, wasn't expecting all the feels. Yeah, um, makes you it, want to hug your mother, huh? It does. There is uh, some really great like storytelling elements and ideas that uh, just pop right out at the start. There, I mean, great little storytelling and uh, you know tight controls. I like the the uh, mm-hmm. the action in it. So yeah, I think I don't know. It just scratched the itch. I haven't been playing many games lately. Um, scratch the itch. Scratch the itch. Ah, I thought you said it's grassy ish. It's grassy ish. <laughs> I mean, there's grass in the game. Sure. But I have, I just, I've tried a bunch of different things lately to try to see if I can get into them, uh, just because I'm kind of out of sorts with gaming. Do you just think, in general, do you think this this um, experience that we're having, everyone, it seems like collectively, there's a lot of people in our circle, our uh-huh. small circle of gamers, uh-huh. we're having a really hard time focusing in on a game to play lately. We st- we we started blaming it on things like Death Stranding, and sure. we started blaming it on a whole host of things. Right. I'm starting to see though that the common denominator is Game Pass. I, mean, I think it, it has become be. the Netflix of my movie watching habits where now I have so much at my fingertips, mm. I'm never going to settle on anything because if I even have a second where I'm a little bored or a little uninterested, I'll just go find something else to play. That's I'll that's just move on point. super fast. So it could be that, man. It definitely could be. I mean, I think, you know, I uh, I've probably brought it up on 
this podcast or some blog or some other podcast that I was on because I just I'm in love with this idea because it, it makes just a whole fuck ton of sense to me is that the more constraints you have, the more satisfied you are. Um, I've actually talked to, I don't know, several people about it in the past. There was actually a Ted talk by Barry Schwartz about this from like, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, hmm. but it's, it's not to get all philosophical and all Please that. Do. Like, we have an hour to fill. We've yeah, not played games. <laughs> I know. But, it, but the, the conversation always turns to this kind of thing. And, and Marty, uh, one of our uh, patrons and friends, um, he sent me this Ted talk and the guy sums it up brilliantly because he's much smarter than me. But he just uh, discusses the idea of what more choice does where, you know, in general, I think society, at least Western societies for the last few hundred years have purported this idea of freedom being like limitless choice. Like the idea is that's the goal is limitless choice when actually that leads to uh, less satisfaction. Because if you make a choice of one out of three, you feel pretty good about picking what you've picked. But if you make a choice out of one out of a hundred, you know, you're uncertain. You, you're uncertain. You're like, this could have been the absolute bottom of 100. But if you pick one out of three or something like that, you're like, well, this is probably yeah. not that bad. My chances are better of having picked the best thing. Yeah. I mean, even from, from cereal to laundry detergent to movies to watch to games, sometimes more is just leads to less satisfaction. Man, I can't agree with that more. I know. I think it sums it up perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know what to do about that because I like having the options. I do too. I, I pay think... for all of those options. Right. I want them all. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe I'll do it. I, I kind of half joked about it on the last episode, I think, of just uninstalling all but like two games. And like maybe just, to just force the hand. Yeah, just like this is what I'm playing. Yeah, I'll just <clears throat> maybe I'll just get some totes and put a bunch of games in, in my game room and some totes. And yeah, no, I won't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> but uh, it, there is something to that, I think. No, I, I think there is. And I, I've made, I, I brought, I bring this up every time someone mentions an S friend. And undoubtedly, someone's like, oh, how do you pick which games you want to play next? Which I assume that's a question from them because they're like, why do you keep picking these really weird, stupid, awful right. fucking games? And it's like, well, I do it randomly so that I don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. I'm taking away my, my right. agency and doing it because I'll never settle on one. So, I'll never be satisfied. I'll, I'll be like, well, I don't, you know, that one, I'm not interested in playing it or whatever. But with this this method that I'm I'm adhering to yeah. somewhat obsessively, choices made for me. I got to do it. Yeah. And I got to do it. I think that makes things, like there's this little thing in the back of your head that might be like, mm, but you can do what you want to. But like at the same time, it's nice not having to think about all that too. Like yeah. I'm in the process of trying to get another car. And I got pre-qualified for a loan from a creditor who shall remain nameless because I'm not endorsing anybody in particular here. But they have like this uh, car buying tool that comes along with the pre-qualification. And basically, it gives you a list of dealerships and a list of cars Like once you sign in. And it's like, here's all the cars that we'll finance for you. And here's the rate. And here's the duration. And here's the monthly payment. And it doesn't include every car. Some cars are excluded. If it's over 120,000 miles, if it's more than 10 years old. So it excludes all these things by default. And I'm like, ah, yes, that's this nice. is, I like this because it, I, it takes some of this laborious task away from me because it walls me in a little bit. So yeah, I'm all about limiting my choice to make things more efficient. I hear that, man. Yeah. Have you ever seen a, a list of ROMs for the MAME? Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, how do you pick an arcade game to play? I can't pick anything. And I'll then, just pick something I've played a thousand times. Exactly. Where, where's, uh, you know, Ikari Warriors? Where's that? I'll just do that. Right. The third one. It's easily the best. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the most refined. Yeah. You know. It certainly is. Good talk there. Yeah. How, how much have we filled? Is it 45 minutes yet? It's not yet. Well, let's go ahead and go to the previously on. What happened last time? Let's check it out. 
Previously on Polykill, Trav is sticking around in Sea Salt, and, of course, Wild Arms 2. Jake is playing Metropolis Lux Obscura, Puzzle Quest, and Persona 5. There's only one beat this episode as Trav finally finishes Luigi's Mansion 3. The discussion is all about deception, as the two try to pick the truth out of a bunch of lies for the topic of discourse. And we are back. All right. Episode 111. Good time. I enjoyed it. Triple ones. Yeah, I got to love that 111st episode. That's right. And we won't get that again for a thousand more episodes. Well, yeah. Of just ones. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, that was a good one, though, because we did the two, 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 two lies and a true. That's, Always forget how many lies was. and how many trues. But right. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Game of deception. A lot of deception. You played a few puzzle games, some Persona 5. You were kicking around yeah. there. Yeah. 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 You have one written down there that was called Metropolis Lux Obscura, which I still think is a makeup company. I'm not 100% sure. It sounds like it, For right? the inner city woman. Sounds like these uh, MLM for uh, uh, makeup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had just beaten Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion 3. Boy. That seemed ages ago. We were so young then. Good God. Where is the time gone? Where does it go? <laughs> Where does it I don't go? Think, I don't think your child was even walking then. No, she wasn't. But now she does with a bucket on her head and the furniture. <laughs> it's wonderful. She's very intelligent. I promise. Um, <laughs> but no, so this episode, games yeah. that we're playing. Yeah. And Jake, I have noticed there is a very strong parallel between the two games that I am primarily playing. Okay. And those games are River City Girls mm-hmm. and Yakuza Zero. Oh, yeah. Basically, to boil both of those games down, mm-hmm. kick a little ass, right? make a little money. Yeah. Get your ass kicked, lose all your money. Ah. But then... Kick a little ass, <laughs> make your money back. Right. But then get your ass kicked and lose all your money. Lose a little money. I love it. Rinse, repeat that for me, please. It's a good time. I love it a lot. Now, I will say I did jump in and download Yakuza 0, and I probably probably played the first hour and a half. Kick a little ass. Kick a little ass. Made a little money. Yeah, buddy. Nice. I got to the, I think, man, I think I got to the first karaoke. I didn't get very far, but. That's decent. It's fun. It's always fun. Yeah. Dude, I like it a lot. So back to River City Girls real quick. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, the the hardest of these two games. I don't doubt it. Very difficult game for me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the boss fights specifically. So I'll kick a little ass in the streets, you know, make a little money. In the but sheets. I'm, oh, sorry, in, in, thought, in, in the streets. In the, no, in the streets. In, in the streets. Kick ass in the streets. Not in the sheets. Make money in the sheets. Kicking ass in the sheets, that's a that's a I house mean, call. That's, that's a, a get the police in there. That's or, not good. Or it's a kink. Could be a kink. Could you be a are kink. Right. You're, either way, get the police involved. Right. They're into that too. Yeah, some people like that. Either way, call the police. <laughs> but but no, in the streets. In the streets. The pavement on the pavement. Walking down the walking down the street, trying to find my boyfriend. Singing do up, did it, did do. Doing that, man, yeah. kicking some butt. But then every now and then you will get on a screen that locks you in there. You can't leave. There's a big lock on the screen. They put chains around the edges of the screen. You can't leave. They send a bunch of guys at you. You got to beat oh, them. Oh, okay. As you beat them, that lock starts to crack apart until Boy, it like goes that. away, and then now you can you're free to roam. Okay. You get trapped there sometimes. You don't have a lot of health. Maybe you didn't. Mm. Maybe you're out of you know. Because occasionally you can go to the market. That's another thing too. Both of these games take place in a like the uh, Shibuya very, district. Or yeah, pretty much. Very Japanese influenced area. So like your health is there are a lot of you know Japanese type foods, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of parallels when I'm playing these games. I'm like, I have got to get to a store and get some miso soup now. <laughs> in both games, that's true. I, can I do love that. that. Yeah, it's incredible. I Which, never. I made miso soup two nights last week. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? It's so good. It's a, we should just title the podcast Miso, miso Soup. soup. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but no, I never planned it. I wasn't like. 
since I'm playing River City Girls, let me go ahead and play a game that's just exactly like it, Yakuza Zero. I love it. But there are there are a ton of similarities, obviously. There are. All of the action is in the fight. Yes. There's a ton of uh, intermittent cutscenes and dialogue. Okay. A ton of that in both games. Of course, River City Girls is going to be more over the top. You sure. Know, more uh, ca- uh, cartoony, but I was just, as well, I was I mean, playing them. I mean, to be fair, Yakuza's pretty over the top. Sure. But, I mean, not from a cartoony aspect. It, right, right, right. Definitely. I mean, it obeys gravity, for example. Yeah, okay. Um, interestingly... These games very parallel. Did not plan it, but I'm having a lot of fun in I both. Like that. I don't know how far I'm in River City Girls. That's the problem. Mm. I, I just I'm just running around doing what they're telling me to do. Okay. I'm not paying attention to the story. I'm just looking for my boyfriend. Okay. Where is he? I don't know. Now he he's one of the one of the fellows from uh, River City Ransom, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was Ricky and Cuneo. Ricky. Ricky. I don't know why you said it like that. I don't know. I just R- yes, Ricky. <laughs> Did you not hear it right? <laughs> I just think the name Ricky is easily the most transferable among demographics. Because, see, when I think Ricky, there's like eight different people spring to mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I think of Dylan, that's one specific person. Yeah. When I think of um, Ricky, though, it's like eight different people. Sure. It's like a guy in a hat, a okay. Mountain Dew hat. Oh, guy in a And then man. there's maybe an Asian gentleman who needs rescuing. Yeah. Or and then there's some guy with a mullet who works in the local pump station. Or Lucy's husband. Or could be Lucy's husband. Like, Ricky just transcends culture. Ricky! I'll edit that out. That was probably loud. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. And I knew I, when I was in grad school, there was a, a guy there. His name, his, his first name was Nantikrit. It seems like a lot of international students will assign themselves a Western name sure. just to make it easy for teachers and everybody because I guess right. they sort of understand their names commonly are very hard for us to pronounce. But I was very gung-ho about pronouncing their names, their 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 names. Their different um, names. Yes, Not as, names as best themselves. I could. Yes, yes, but yes. even his name, Nantikrit, he went by Ricky. I will say that the localization for, I don't know if it was River City Ransom or it might have been some other game in the Kuneo Kun universe, they mm-hmm. did uh, trans, or they did make Kuneo and Ricky into Adam and Ryan once or okay. something like that. But That's they definitely western, they even westernized Ricky, which I thought was weird. Yeah. So anyway, okay. uh, that was a little weird uh, tangent. But I I'm like enjoying that. those games. So I wanted to talk about River City Girls a little bit. But mm-hmm. Yakuza Zero, yeah, my main squeeze. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what I was missing. Now people have been talking about this for uh, the last few years since Eons. it's been right. Uh, the, the series has kind of been brought over. Researched. It's been updated even recently. Yes. Um, we've had a prequel added and a, 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 a not a sequel, but the most the recent chapter. Of, is it the final chapter of his story? Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I didn't know that. So. Yeah. So it suddenly it came on my radar, and I was like, how good could it be? I don't know. Probably not good enough. Right. But then Game Pass, you know? Yeah, they bring it to you. Brought it to me. Yeah. Downloaded it. Still a little trepidatious. Maybe maybe I'll just start it, go through a tutorial, and I'll not be into it. But gotcha. got hooked, man. Yeah. Got so hooked. The story, very strong. Very strong characters. Yes. Which is what I love about the game. Because I played a, a healthy swathe of uh, Kiwami. Swathe. And, uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, not swath, not swath, it's swathe. Right. Uh, that's Patrick how the British swathe. say it. So that's how that's how I like to say it because they sound better that's than true. I do. Uh, but they, uh, but then I started zero, and man, it's just that character, the lead character whose name is escaping me at the moment, um, Kiryu. Yeah, he, he's so goddamn strong. <laughs> and then like all the people around him, as as stories uh, progress, 
it's just great. And I, I love organized crime stories to begin with because you just you're operating on two rule sets instead of just one. Like most games, you know, when it comes to like uh, like society or the laws of the of the world that you're in, it's like there's one rule set. But like when you're playing organized crime, it's like there's there's two things you got to worry about. And I like the law that. and the and the criminal and the sub law and the sub law of sure, the, the sure. criminal uh, underworld. Yeah, I dig it a lot. Now this is my only introduction to any of these characters. I don't know where they came from, where they go, mm-hmm. or anything like well, that. I mean, you're starting with zero, so you, right? That, that's, that's what they I mean. came from. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't, I don't have any any idea where it goes or or anything like that. Gotcha. So I'm pl- very blind. And I assume zero is a good place to start. It's probably the best place to start. It being zero and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I was impressed, too. One thing that I thought of while playing that game that had never really crossed my mind is that the voice acting, obviously everything is in Japanese, you're getting subtitles. Yes. The voice acting still adds something, and I, which I think is incredible. Oh, yeah. Just the, Even just the sounds that they're making and the, and the emphasis and the emotion that they're putting on the words, even though I don't know what they're saying. Right. I don't know where these words fall. I'm reading it, and yeah. I'm sure that my... My reading is not syncing up with what they're actually Absolutely saying. Absolutely not. I'm sure part of it was, you know, it's 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 rewritten so that a Western audience can identify with it better. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, very subtle ways, I'm sure. But, like, there are a couple characters, and I think one of the bosses, maybe the boss of um, the clan that you start in. Yeah. He's this very gruff-sounding guy, and his face is... Um, he just seems kind of has like a battle worn face uh-huh. and his voice matched, and that did that did a lot for me. Like I, that character had so so much more to him than you know. If, if I played it on mute and just said, oh, "I'll just read the subtitles because there's no point in listening anyway," I would have lost something on that. Sure, which I thought was it was pretty incredible. So there's a lot of of things to say about that game that you know you really kind of have to dig deep to find. But I mean, it's it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love the sensibilities of the game too because it it elevates the reality of 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 that idea mm-hmm. to a, a astonishingly hilarious level at times great sense of humor too lovely humor yeah and lovely it doesn't humor. it actually reminds me in some ways and i'm only um comparing it to this because it's maybe the most recent in most modern japanese game that i've played which is persona okay um it a lot of the humor crosses mm-hmm. over there it feels very yeah similar. same for me but with uh devil may cry 5 very similar in tone well, I have a lot of good things to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm honestly, I'm loving that you're loving it. Kick a little ass, make a little money. money. Get your ass kicked, lose your money. Yeah, that's the circle of life. That's the grind. That's the circle of life. Yeah. I wish though you could just walk down the street, uh-huh. punch a shit out of somebody, and they just burst into change. I mean, that'd be funny. I'd get more fights. Probably, I'd start more fights. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd just hang around the laundromat and just punch people because I know people around the laundromat got some change. Right. On. I feel like it's cheating a little bit, but well, yeah. I mean, so is sucker punching people washing their clothes. So is, I was going to say, is there such thing <laughs> of a fair fight if you're just knocking people out at the laundromat? I don't. I don't think there is. <laughs> I don't think there is. Uh, what have you been playing, Jake? Have you been playing anything? Well, I told you, you I, I played a little bit of Yakuza Zero. Ah, right. I, I jumped back into a couple of games, just trying to like find what's going to hook me right now. I tried jumping back into The Witcher. And I just completely forgot where I was. I didn't know what I was doing. So did it break like, it for you no. that you didn't have that sweet, sweet Henry Cavill in there? I, it, it didn't. It didn't help. I'll be honest that he was missing. Isn't it kind of weird that the uh, the real the the human uh, actor the human actor uh-huh. is somehow more attractive than a one group that of, they made? Yeah, a group that four hundred artists could design from their you know darkest desires. I know. And they still didn't come up with Henry Cavill. It's crazy. Insane. It's insane in the membrane. Uh I jumped back into Forza Horizon four a little bit. True true story. I moved into a new place mm-hmm. and I got myself a new TV. Um uh Marty also with me on that escapade. 
I love buying new things, and so does he. And we also are really bad at pulling the trigger on buying something, which is kind of why my car buying process is painful right now. As in you're, you're, you're hesitant to pull I'm the trigger. I'm very hesitant. Okay. Uh, I'm always afraid I'm going to make the wrong choice, whatever, et cetera. Obviously, the more money I'm spending, the higher that anxiety level goes. Makes sense. Uh, but TV, you know, I was looking to spend less than 500 on a new TV. So, and frankly, there's just tons of options for, for that now. You know, 4K, big display. It's, it's easy to get something at that price point. So I was like, let's just go to Best Buy. Let's walk around. Let's look at these things in the flesh, see how they look. Because, like, you know, you can read reviews online and look at spec sheets all day, but that doesn't tell me anything. Right. You're um, like, does this TV have flesh? Does it have That's flesh? what I need. I need I need a fleshy TV. I need something <laughs> with sinew. And uh, so anyway, bought this new TV. I got a TCL Series 615. I know exactly uh, what that is. You don't. It's great, though. I have to. Ha- that could be the name of a water gun. I would have had no idea. Yeah, a Super Soaker fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I really um, I like this TV. Anyway, it's got cool game mode, four K HDR, Dolby Vision, all this fun stuff. It'll even detect. And here's something that I found really interesting: is like it has game mode, which I know what that means. It, it basically artificially enhances the refresh rate, lowers the latency, and it's that way that your input lag is reduced when you're playing a game. Like I figured that that would just activate when I turned on like an Xbox or something, but no, like when you turn on the Xbox, it just goes to that input. But when you actually start a game on the, on the Xbox and it says game detected and switches to a game mode. Oh, so if like, you watch TV, it wouldn't do it. Right. Oh, that's smart. It's super smart. That's super smart. I was impressed. Wow. Um, so anyway, I decided, you know what I would love to see is uh, Forza Horizon 4 popping on this new display because that game looks great anyway. And seeing it with, you know, more pixels and deeper, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to look cool. So I did play a few races on that uh, to get some nice visuals and had fun. I love that game. It's so cool. I feel like you, you pick that up every few months. It, it, yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes you just want to pull the trigger and steer. Is there a campaign mode in that? There, there is. You're just chipping away very slowly. Yeah, chipping away real slow. We'll have to it. wait until you move and get another TV before probably. we see that next bit of progress. And probably. That's fine. What else have I dug around in? I think I've played, like I said, a little bit of Yakuza 0. But I think I think the one that I'll probably stick with, at least for now, until I get back on the Persona train, is uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Interesting. Yeah. It's good cause, because that is also, we should say, the Cartridge Club game, game of the Month. Game yeah. of the month. So it's a good time to be playing that It is that a good one. time. See, and I completely forgot that. You just, you just, I, just, I just, I was like, you know what? I want to play this. What's I a good that time? New one's coming up soon. Yeah, Will, Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps. Which it, I've said it before, it does sound like it should be the name of an Opeth album if it isn't already. It might be. It could very well be. Uh, okay. Well, now it's the part of the show where we talk about games that maybe we beat. Yeah. Now, Jake, I don't even have to ask, no, right? I haven't. Gosh. It should be clear by now. I thought, I just try to give you the chance. I know. You know, maybe you sneak one in on me. Maybe you come in here and you're like, hey, buddy. I mean, that could have been funny. Would have been great. But maybe next time. Didn't happen though. It didn't happen. Okay. No. Maybe. Maybe. I've just. I gotta buy this car and get that off my brain. I can't get it off my brain. Get the car. I know. I know. Okay. Well, the big one for me. Yeah. Which go. feels like forever ago because I'm pretty sure I beat it. The like uh, ten minutes after you left. That's how we usually. That's how you usually do it. I just miss time my beats. Yeah. You know, I edge too long. Yeah. You know, for you geometry folks out there, if you edge too long, you can also be asymptoting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> get, get right up there and just don't ever touch it. Yeah. But no, um, Wild Arms 2. Okay. Finally finished it. I'm sure everyone's excited. You're I'm, excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Ooh, everybody's excited. Dude, dude, I crazy. love that you've like played two RPGs in a series and liked them both. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You, I mean, I've liked a lot of RPGs, though, lately. It's not true. 
It's true, though. I no, it is true that you've liked him, but I don't know that you've ever played two in a series and beat them both. Okay, no, maybe not. Final, Final Fantasy, maybe? No, I've not beaten any of them, I you don't think. You beat one, right? Two. Or two. Two, yeah. Like the, like number, the number two, two. not yeah, two yeah. of them. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and you've beaten one dragon quest. Yeah. No, right. that's not true either. You've beaten two of those, right? I have. Okay. But very, d- d- but very different ones. versions of the that, yeah. very first Dragon Warrior and Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, very different. They only share a couple songs and the, the blue blobs. That's right. it. The slimes. <laughs> the slimies. It's yes. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, so we, you know, whatever. But, yes, finished Wild Arms 2. And do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> when I finished Earthbound, I was really excited about how the ending works out. Yes. And I spoiled it for everybody, which is fine. It's a 25-year-old right. game. A lot of prayers were answered mm-hmm. at the end, which I thought was neat. It was a cool idea. Because I feel like you play those games, you meet a thousand people. They don't They don't ever matter. Right. They're just conversations, empty conversations. But that that time it mattered. That time it mattered. I like that. Similarly, do you remember when I was... Uh, do you remember? Do you remember when I first started playing Wild Arms, I was like, this game's crazy. I've had to name everybody, and I ran out of people to name. I was using, like, yeah. your dad's name, and I was like, did Jake ever have a dog? And what did he, what did he name it? What was your dog's name? Uno. Uno. I didn't name anything right. Uno, but I would have if I'd remembered. A lot of those, pe- a lot of those folks you you name, you meet passing, they don't come up again, and then others you think you'll you'll never see again, and then they pop back up and become more important. It was a really interesting story. It was constantly uh, tides shifting with with the people in your party and everything. But at the end, it gets to a point once again, mm-hmm. and I feel like it maybe was inspired by Earthbound or okay. something or whatever. But it had a lot of the same feel there at the end where. You had to do this thing, um, this attack. I can't remember what it was called, but I think it was just called Intense or something like that. Hadouken, maybe. Hadouken, perhaps. Maybe you were Ryu and I was playing Street Fighter. <laughs> All along. No, no, no. It was still Wild Arms okay, 2. Okay, all right. But no, it was called something. But anyway, you had to do it nine times, much like the prayer, and it, each time it would flash back to one of the people that you'd met in one of the towns, and they would, I, I guess, send you some of their mental energy or whatever. I can't remember now. It's been forever since I played it, at least a month at this point, because we don't do podcasts every two weeks anymore. But anyway, and then it, that would fill into the attack. So it, that was really cool again. Okay. And that it brought back all those people that you meet over yeah. the 50 hours of the game and makes them relevant at the end. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. That is That's the cool. cool payoff in the end. I love that. Um, but it, I like the story in Wild Arms, too. Good. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, I don't know if I'll go to Wild Arms 3 anytime soon, though. I'm, I need to play some more. Th- those games slow me down. Yeah, I don't get as do. many beats. Well, yeah, just keep wailing away on that Yakuza game. I'm going to. They might drop Kiwami on there at some point. You might can jump on that. I plan to play. I mean, I say that, but in, until I'm sick of them, I'll, I'll play them. I like I'm in, it. I'm enjoying uh, what I got going on now. Uh, so we, we talked about this uh, New Year's resolution. Right. You know, and I had to up it because you, you said that I was so not. 20 was weak. You said I was too weak, which is funny because you're not going to beat your. I'm not. You're not going to do it. I got like two and a half weeks to beat Persona. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't do that if you didn't sleep. So, anyway, I have to beat 30 handheld games. Right. Now, the first one was the one about the coronavirus, which mm-hmm. I'm very ashamed of to have yeah, promoted at that. this point. Yeah, it seems weird. It's a little awkward, even. But I have like 27, 26 more to go, so I got a lot. Yeah? You know, it's March already. It's crazy. Isn't it? How? I feel like I just saw Seacrest tell me it was 2020. I feel like... Dick Van Dyke, just no. Dick, Dick Clark, Dick Dale, Dick Clark, just died. Is he dead? I think so. That was 2014. Yeah, crazy how five years know. have gone. <laughs> I don't know when he died. But anyway, I beat Adventure Island. Good on the Game Boy. The Game Boy one, right? Yes, but which is it's very akin akin to uh, 
the second NES game. Okay. So I'd always talked about how much that first Adventure Island rule, I don't really like it that much. It doesn't yeah. like going for it. second one's better, though. You can get, like, little power-ups and shit. Mm-hmm. More akin to a Mario game, maybe. Even. Sure, sure, sure. like it a lot. It was okay. a lot of fun on the Game Boy. I'd recommend it. Nice. The other one was Casper. Casper. Now, some games you're just not proud of, but you mm-hmm. beat them anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every there. time there's a ghost in this game. Mm-hmm. Very primitive hardware. 1989 Game Boy. Right. Licensed game. Um, They all look like sperms every one of them wow you cannot every time you see them like what's that sperm no it's a ghost it's a ghost i mean all of them it's like they tried mm. i think i wonder if they did i was thinking of other ways to draw ghosts on the game boy to i think, think you could i think you four. could do it yeah without making it look like just a bunch of scary sperm i wouldn't doubt it it's just a series of mini games and you play the mini games and they you play a round of them and uh-huh. then they escalate in difficulty you play another round you do that three times you win now i'm okay. not saying it's completely it's like an easy game it wasn't all that fun. And the only reason I stuck with it to beat it is because I made it pretty far and was like, all right, we can do this. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes well, you, you get so far in and you're like. Yeah. And yeah. one of them is like asteroids where what I what looks like sperm, which I'm sure a ghost, are coming to get your ooze. Oh. Yeah. You got to blast them. It's just, it felt like it just, it was uh, sperming. It sounds it was, sexual. I just could not think about it. And then there was another game where it was like a like a Rube Goldberg situation where you had like a bunch of different stuffs, like, like a candle and a ball and a cup of water, and you had to fix them to this uh, plan and then make it work so that it would do something. So I was like, wake up Casper, he's in his bed asleep. Okay. And I was like, why don't I just poke him and say wake up? But no, like you had to get a, like a light a duck on fire so it would fart an egg into a bucket of water and the water would hit a rope and the rope would knock a bell over. Yeah. It's just pointless, stupid uh, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's weird Wallace and Gromit shit. Yeah, anyway. But I beat it. So cool, there's man. that. There's two more down. So you, what are you, five in? I don't know. I lost count. It's like 26, 20, 27 or 26 to go. Yeah, I got a lot. I've been working on The Hobbit okay. on the Game Boy Advance. That'll be beaten pretty soon. Nice. But, um, I guess. Very cool. I might I might just go to 20. Nah, you got to go with 30. Are you, or are you going to beat all your games? Yeah. You're going to beat the Persona, then the Witcher 3, then Breath of the Wild, then the other one? Sekiro. Sick. Was that the other one? Yeah, that was the other one. Okay. Yeah. You want to do all that? Was it Bloodborne? No, that was the one of the overall ones. That wasn't one of the ones I quartered up. You're going to be Bloodborne? You're going to do any of this shit? I'm going to try. All right. All right. I'm going to try. Get your fucking car and then try to do all this shit. I know. <sighs> all, right. all right. If you're exasperated as we are, you can always check out Caltech. This episode is sponsored by Caltech. Caltech specializes in autonomous systems, including drones and robots, as well as the mobile technology that connects you to them. They have consulted on projects around the globe, and they can consult with you as well as no project development pro- what? As no software development project is too big or too small for Caltech. If you want to learn more, or if you're just in disbelief that we actually have a sponsor, you can see for yourself that Caltech is real and waiting for you by reaching out to info at Caltech. That is info at C-O-W-D-E-N dot tech. Thank you, Caltech. You can find us online at polykill.com as well as our Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube accounts or pages or profiles or whatever they're called these fucking days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just just hop on one of those uh, sites and uh, search for Polykill and they'll probably come up. Or you can send us a, an email at polykillpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a request, drop a line, ask a question, say howdy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do have a Patreon, which grants access to exclusive weekly content. You can influence the show with your chosen topics of discussion in addition to early Nest Friend and Off-Kilter episodes. And you can check it out and find a tier that will work for you. Speaking of chosen topics and influencing the show, 
one patron and friend of the show, Marty, who's come up. This is the third time now. <laughs> uh, st- Hope he likes miso soup. Oh. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, yeah. He suggested discussing uh, a little something, uh, a little game mechanic that he actually really enjoys, but I don't know what your relationship with it is specifically. Me, I also kind of am uh, lukewarm, tepid on at times. Other times I really enjoy it. What is this is thing? Grinding. Oh, grinding. Yeah. Isn't it weird how in real life grinding is so much fun? Is it? Oh, man. Like the grinding. sparks are flying. Yeah. You got those cool goggles on. Oh, no. I was thinking uh, a lot of hip thrusts. Sparks are flying. On a willing different. participant. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. pole. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that. But in Hawaii, don't they call grinding eating? Isn't that, isn't that true? What? Yeah. Are you saying? Yeah. I think they, what they say is Did like. Did you say Hawaii? Hawaii, yeah. It's like a the thing. The state? Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call grinding well, eating? It's like you want to come over and grind, and that means you want to come over and eat. Oh. Huh. I, I think. I mean, I think I'm right on that. So, all, okay. All of our listeners know why. Please reach out and let me know. Man, I just yeah. imagine all those guys just getting all horned up for no reason. Well, that, but I don't know. I wanted to make it. I was going. I'll, I'll give you the blueprint of the joke that I had cooking. Please explain it because that makes it funny. Is that somebody wanted to go to like the club or something and grind on some ass? Ah, but then someone else is like, "Grind me." Dude, I don't dude. think we can do that here. <laughs> I got you. I think you mean you want to dry thrust upon my rumpus because <laughs> they would say that in Hawaii. I'm sure they do say that. You're saying that grinding is pretty fun in real life, at least as you understand it. When it involves my hips, I'm are into you, it. Are you going to contrast that with, with how you feel about it in games? Is it is it kind of contrasting? I think it depends. Okay. And I'll say it depends because uh, really whether it forces me into it regardless of skill mm-hmm. or if I get excited because um, the story makes it a necessary ordeal. Sure. So let's let's. So let me break that down a little bit. I was going to say let's pause one moment and let's actually make sure that we're both agreeing on the on what grinding actually is. Sure. Okay. So I see grinding as okay. So there's there's gameplay, right? So like if you're playing a turn based strategy game or maybe something like Yakuza Zero, where you earn experience and earn money through pretty consistent ways, and you reach a certain level in a game, a certain area, a boss, a dungeon, whatever that is at a level that's much higher than you. So you kind of have to go back and retread some ground or keep redoing things to build up enough experience or money or points or whatever to progress. That is how I think of grinding. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure that we were on the same page and also just sort of spell that out for the listener. Yeah. So I think, too, there are uh, some different... There's some differences in eras of gaming when it comes to grinding. I don't so much enjoy the retro version of that. Okay. Uh, when I think of games like Final Fantasy, the original, mm-hmm. or uh, even, um, I mean, it's very, it's a very necessary thing to do, I'm sure, in a lot of RPGs, but just thinking of the Dragon Warrior games that I've played, mm-hmm. uh, grinding is very necessary, even to get out of the gate. Like, if you want to go further than maybe 82 pixels from the original castle, <laughs> you got to grind a little bit. Yeah. And... That's not all bad because I think that's the, that's the loop. That is the game. Right. But at some point that gets tedious. For me it does. Sure. I think uh, in something like Persona mm-hmm. where grinding is actually fun because there's a, def- a ton of different ways you can do it. It's also engaging while you do it. It's like it's not just uh, tapping A and waiting for something to play out. You, you're more um, 
There's a little more strategy involved. Yeah. A little more, yeah. Exactly. So I think there are some differences there. Even though those are the exact same things, mm-hmm. uh, there are some differences in how much I like one. Yeah, I can see that. I, I definitely think I agree. I, I enjoy modern games that allow me to punch above my weight to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origins or even something like Shadow of War where um, there are parts of the game that will intentionally overwhelm you. Um, like sort of like the nemesis system in Shadow of War or like the bounty hunters or um, people like that in Assassin's Creed who just show up out of nowhere because they've been told to go find and kill you and they're like three levels above you and have much better gear. And you're like, you know, I know they're going to keep coming after me so I should, you know, disengage, go, you know, farm some XP somewhere and then wait. Or you can just try to duke it out. And I like games that kind of allow me to, to try to punch above my weight but also, you know, with grinding in mind, it's probably what they wanted you to do. Yeah, and I will say too, I think there's also a difference in uh, XP grind and loot grind. So true. Like in Dragon Warrior, it is 100% XP. Mm-hmm. You're never going to accidentally get something cool. Right. You're just going to get a few coins and a little more XP each time. So you yeah. know what you're getting out of every battle. And to some degree, I kind of use those opportunities. Like when I'm playing those games, I will gravitate toward them during times where I really want to do to not even have an active mind. I want to just sit yeah. there and listen to a podcast, to a watch podcast, a game, relax with your and, cat. And yeah, exactly. All that. I mean, it's time. a good, it's perfect fun for that. That's like a perfect afternoon. But, uh, there are, if the reward system is pretty good, mm-hmm. like I'm sure uh, world of Warcraft has this sure. and, Dark Cloud had this, which mm-hmm. is another reason I really like that game. Uh, there was a fair amount of grinding in it, and all the dungeons were sort of procedurally generated. So each time you went in there, you never knew what you were going to get. Um, so you might end up getting uh, going to one that had a, what was called a back floor. Okay. And then you would grind. So if you killed everything in that dungeon, you got a key that would take you to the back floor where it filled with enemies that were harder. And if you beat them, then you could get a special... Um, sword or something. Gotcha. And so that was always uh, part of the grind, which was, okay, do I take a take a shot and go in here and, and see if I can get it? And you would spend a lot of time doing it just to power up, see if you can get a yeah. better sword. Because it's all about, the, in that game, it was you didn't power up your, your characters, you powered up your weapons. Okay. So you were looking for gems and that kind of thing. And that was fucking crack cocaine. Yeah. Where I would do that all day long. No matter how road it was, no matter how um, how risky it was, mm-hmm. like, shouldn't do this because I'm, I'm weak, I'll die, I'll lose all my progress. But, the, but it's fun that to try reward, it. you yeah. know. So it really, it depends in that way, too. I can see that. There are some games like I, Anthem comes to mind, Destiny comes to mind, where they have these sort of um, statically designed, not procedural designed, like raids or missions where it's like, there is a chance, there's like a 0.2% chance or maybe a 5% chance or something like that, whatever. And it's always different. But like, if you if you fight this boss, there's a chance it'll drop this. And you just have to fight that boss over and over and over again. Like in Destiny, it's like, all right, you you know, you're, you're going to get something, but it might be what you already have. It might be a worse version of what you have. It might be something slightly better or it might be awesome. So just go play this raid over and over and over and over again. And it plays out exactly the same. The dialogue is the same. The enemies are in the same place. The phases of the boss are exactly the same. I, I can't do that. Yeah. That drives me a little crazy. Now, no, it's fun you. to like Sherpa people through that once. Like if you got someone who's new to the game and you're like, hey, yeah, I can show you how to beat this boss. And you kind of walk them through it. That's fun. But like to do that over and over and over again, uh, hoping to get some kind of good loot drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Contrasting that with like Diablo three, where they have these procedural like things where it's like on the daily, there's these refresh 
of a dungeon where you can just go and get a bunch of cool loot. That's fine because Diablo is kind of driven by that. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. Um, I was also thinking too. While I, if if you if you give me two games and you're like, hey, this is uh, you know very precise action action platformer, mm-hmm. and uh, when you die, you'll start immediately, and be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's great. Or do you want a game where you'll grind for eighty percent of it? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, I want the jumpy thing. Yeah, but I think the euphoria in beating the grindy game is completely unmatched because games like Rogue Legacy that I played, right? Whereas like the you know it's just all a grind. Yeah, it's all you're doing. You're yeah. you're, you're learning. Ba- you know, yeah. Every time you play, you're learning. Every time you play, all but one time you die. You play it exactly <laughs> three hundred times. Yeah, and there's only one time you don't die, and that's when you beat it. Right. Uh, that feeling of beating, I you know. I can't get that from from Jumpy Game. Right. I mean, Jumpy Game has some grind, too. You learn, you know, I think Meat Boy is a yeah, little bit yeah, of that, yeah. too. So That's it's what not, I was thinking of. It's not completely uh, different. But in some ways, it, it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm, the leveling up that I get from playing something like Super Meat Boy is intrinsic. I'm getting skills personally. Yeah. Whereas in Rogue Legacy, I'm getting, like, better something. Yeah. Better uh, a skill. Yeah. And so there's, I don't know, there's just some more catharsis to, to beating that game that uh, killed me so much, you know? I get it. Man, I get it. The grind, the grind, y'all. And in real life, it's true too. The harder you work, the better it is when you succeed. Yeah, true. I guess very true. I guess that depends too, but for the most part, yeah. All right, very good question. Yeah, yeah, good one. Very nice. C three is in Portland this year. Yeah, it is. We we plan to be there August fourteenth through sixteenth. Right now, we're we're waiting on uh, the hotel to get back to us. There might be some travel issues. We'll see. Mm. August seems like it's okay, but we don't know what's going on. The U.S. is a little weird. It's in the Northwest. It's kind of true. We'll have to see what's going on. It's kind of true. Still, plan to be there. Yeah. Plan to be there, but uh, we'll get some details out to you soon. Love it. Okay. Uh, you made any headway on what you're going to do there? You thinking maybe? Is it you leaning? You leaning away? You leaning toward? What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, I... put I, you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> uh, frankly, like, financially, I'm probably leaning away just because it's... Where's your boner leaning? It's a lot. Oh, I mean, it's leaning toward Portland. Oh, good. But it, it almost always is. Follow your boner. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> let's get into some Mad Libs. Yeah, let's do that. Let's we haven't be... done Mad Libs in a while. They're always fun. fun. We did them at our live show. We did them in another couple episodes, probably. Probably. And yeah, people are like, yeah, well, this seems like just a lazy way to have a discussion. Mm. And yeah, it is. Yeah. But, but we've been a little bit busy. We've been lazy. We're coming back with a show. We got a show for you today. We're going to do some Mad Libs. Hell yeah. Um, Jake, I'll go first. I'm going to ask you for some words. It's going to take me a minute to remember what all these parts of speech is. I'll help. Um, yeah, I'm bad at this, frankly. No, you're good. Uh, what's frankly? That's an adverb. Very good. Okay. <laughs> uh, you ready for this? I am. All right. Give me an adjective. Uh, strong. Okay. Uh, give me a noun. Butt plug. Okie dokie. <laughs> uh, give me another noun. Cutlass. All right. Like the car? Like the like the sword. Just I think it's what the pretty sure it's what the car's named after, yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess. Uh, uh, a verb ending in ing. But, uh, jumping. Okay. All right. Probably it's, do that. It's, it's weak. Uh, name an occupation. Uh, how about a candy striper? Okay. Very specific. Yeah. Give me an adjective. Bulky. Plural noun. Utensils. Man, you're on fire tonight. I don't know about that. Adjective. Strong. Again? Did I say strong already? That was your first one. God, okay. You just keep looking at me? No, I, I'm just <laughs> looking at the posters in the room, trying to get inspiration. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, wait, adjective, okay. Uh, um, uh, picturesque. Jeez Louise, okay. Give me another adjective while you're uh, at it. Tall. All right. Uh, a verb? Run. Okay. 
Adjective? Uh, skinny. A noun. Uh, buster sword. That is a noun. It's a proper noun. I guess. I don't know. All right. In a body part. Uh, let's go with the waist. Here we go. Now, this is a review of a game uh-huh. from Kotaku. Okay. Okay. Strong Goose Game became a butt plug long before its release for PC and Switch. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I can't. It was a butt plug before you even thought about it. A 2017 pre-alpha trailer which depicted a cutlass jumping with a candy striper whose blood pressure will probably never recover. Tapped into something essential and bulky utensils are assholes. They're equal parts picturesque and mean. They while away their days performing tall acts of domestic terrorism, <laughs> blocking paths, honking angrily at anyone who dares run them, and just generally displaying a smug, skinny confidence. The Buster Sword fantasy underlying Strong Goose Game is a tantalizing, if dark, glimpse into the most remote recesses of the waste. <laughs> there you go. That was weird. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, it's weird. Would though. you play it? Of course, I'd play Strong Goose. Game. Very Strong Goose. It was a butt plug before. It was, and then they they brought a butt plug to Switch, which is where one should always keep their Switch. They got the candy stripers going. They did. Right? <laughs> they were they fucking sure all over did. it, man. Ah, all right. Yeah, you ready for this? I guess. All right, I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a noun. Um, get dirty. I, yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to, just, I'm about to just just un, unleash get the beast here. Filthy. Go more than butt plug. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Let's go with penis. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, plural noun. Penises. All right. Let's see where this is going. Uh, verb ending in ing. Penising. All right. Is this what's going to happen? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, plural noun. Balls. All right. <laughs> uh, verb ending in ing. Slamming. Interesting. Plural noun. And there's going to be four plural nouns in a row. Oh, shit. Okay, let's go with thighs. Okay. Buttocks. Uh, oh, well, okay. Is buttocks the plural of buttocks? I guess. But- I feel like if you had buttoxin? two pairs of buttocks, you still call them collectively buttocks. I guess. Uh, where are we at? Two, two more. more right? yeah. uh, let's go taints. All right. Of course. And scrunts. And scrunts. Nice. Uh, ver- uh, verb ending in ing. Uh, hankering. Noun. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, this is going to be funny. <laughs> Good. <laughs> One of them needed to be. What am I looking for? Sorry, a noun? Noun. Noun. Okay. Uh, let's go with fist. Noun. Fingers. Plural noun. Oh, shit. That's fingers. There were, That's okay. okay. It'll still work. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um, noun is what I'm after. Yeah. We're, uh, plural noun. Plural noun. Okay. Um, muscles and adjective. Engorged. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. You filthy fuck. You ready for this? <laughs> I guess. This IGN wrote this. I can't believe it. Oh my god. And uh, it's a review for uh, Donut County, which I've not played. Have you played it? I have it. You have it. Yes. But you have not played it. Correct. Well, here's what you're about to get into. I'm ready. Yes. In Donut County, you literally you literally control a hole in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> you move it around looking for slightly smaller penises. <laughs> Pen- 
I can't even say this word. Penising? Penising up donuts, balls, and clumps of grass, feeding its insatiable appetite and slamming it, which then lets you swallow larger things like thighs, buttocks, taints, scrunts, and chickens. It's a wonderfully alluring concept, and while Donut County's hankering time is brief, it has a whole lot of fist with its central mechanic and with its fingers. It's absolutely brimming with muscles, has a killer soundtrack and visual aesthetic, and is based on an engorged gameplay hook. (laughs) That's amazing. That first two sentences, man, Jesus. Oh, that was rough. You literally control the hole (laughs) in the penis. Amazing. Uh, I love it. Amazing. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I would play Donut County if that's what it was. I mean, I'll probably still play it either way, but yeah, I would definitely play it sooner if I was, if it was like, you know, take control of your urethra. (laughs) Like that game is is trying to tell me that it is. Yeah. It's like a metaphor for erectile dysfunction or something. Could be. Definitely could be. Very well could be. Um, A lot of people play that might not look at a donut the same way again. I probably won't. Especially a chocolate one. The glazed ones might still get you, though. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Something there, you know? I think so. Uh, Cool. Well, that's been an episode, I think. I think it has. We put words where they didn't belong, (laughs) and they came out sounding pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, these words did not belong. Uh, We did it anyway, though. And that's, that's how you do it. Alrighty then. Well, I guess that does it for an episode, Jake. I think it does. We'll, we'll be back in two weeks. Jake will play more games. I, I will. I will do my dead level best. Beat beat one or two, maybe. I'd love to do it for us. I will do it for you. I will have beaten the Hobbit for sure. Declaration here. Probably beat it ten minutes after I leave. Now nah, I gotta edit this bull- bullshit we just did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but tomorrow, okay. Tomorrow I'll play play a little bit of that Hobbit. Okay. And maybe something else. Who knows? Who All right, knows? everybody. Well, that's uh, that does it for another episode of the Pelico Podcast. Thanks for listening. And stick around later for the Just Beat It's and the Random Beat Tweets. After the show, I'm at Trav Plays Games. I'm at the McAxel. And together we are at Polykill. We'll catch you next time. Peace. All right, everybody. Jake has already left. Don't worry. He's gone. It's just me and you here. Out here behind the show. We're in the back. No one can see us back here. Hey, let's talk about those beats. How about it? This is how we do it. In case you don't know, there are Polykillers and there are random beat tweets. If you beat a game, Hashtag it, just beat it. And from now on, you must include at Polykill in there because hashtag just beat it has taken the Twitter by storm in a very small subcircle, but still uh, more than I'm pretty sure that listen to us. And, you know, I kind of like to treat the folks that listen to us. Uh, so if you do want to make the show with one of your tweets or become the Polykiller, you'll have to use at Polykill along with hashtag just beat it in the tweet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to give you more stuff to do, but it's got to be done. Okay. All right. So once again, you either beat a bunch of games and become the Polykiller, and we'll talk about you here, or have a really good tweet, man. Have that screenshot in there. Say what game you beat. Have a really good write-up about it. And that's, that's a good quote-unquote random beat tweet pool right there. Let's get started, shall we? Let's start with one of those poly killers. We had two big beaters. One at the disposed hero who finished Final Fight, King of Dragons, Ori, and the Blind Forest, Wild Guns, Bloodborne, and Contra 3. Wild Guns. Wouldn't that be kind of crazy? I think it would. What if you lived in a world where you had to hunt guns and you were only armed with deer? Not real sure how that would work. But Cabela's should get on it. 
Okay. At Captain underscore Algebra completed the order 1886 Little Mermaid The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince Odalis Spawn Onikin and New Super Lucky's Tale Wow The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince I'm pretty sure I saw them on Mari Povich once He was not the father Alright now for the random beat tweets What do we got? Okay Starting off here Top spot 123 Hashtag just beat it, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. Gorgeous visuals. The game isn't uneven, but my enjoyment of it was. But I liked so much more about it than I didn't. I don't have much more to collect, so I think I'll go for 100%. That's quite a feat. That's quite a feat. Very good game. Glad you enjoyed it there, Top Spot. Next up, Blink at Blinkoom. He says hashtag just beat it. On Super Mario 3, an obscure sequel to a Japanese platform action game, you transform into a frog, raccoon, and giant boot to defeat mythical creatures and save the royalty of seven great nations. Check this gem out if you can track it down. It's interesting. Never heard of that one, Blink, but you described it well, and I appreciate that. Okay, lastly here, Cartridge Club Portable at CC Portable Unite. Kicking off March Madness, I thought I'd play my one and only Tiger Electronic Handheld. And of course, if you are a uh, subscriber to that show, this is part of their monthly gig there at Cartridge Club Portable. Please subscribe to Cartridge Club Portable. It's a great podcast, great show, and you'll end up playing a lot of really cool portable games, and maybe you could be on the show. Okay, anyway, back to what he said. He says, Mortal Kombat! You can hear that, can't you? He typed it with exclamation points. This is one of those tweets you kind of got to be there for, if I'm being honest. But anyway, he says, Survive four battles to face Shang Tsung. Nobody could stop my low kick. Kind of disappointed there was no Goro, which I think is interesting because he took a picture of the Tiger Electronic, and Goro is clearly on the device. He is a little artistic rendition of him wearing really tight panties, being very strong with all of his arms and legs. So that is disappointing. But I'm glad you beat it. And that's a really cool idea to have some Tiger Electronics in the mix. They don't get enough love. Maybe because they're not that fun. But still, you know, play them if you got them. All right, everyone. That's it. That's the Just Beat It. Once again, use the hashtag Just Beat It and at Polykill. You got to do that now. It's becoming unwieldy. Until next time. <laughs>